Hello again, everybody. This is James Bartley, and you're listening to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Today, our very special guest returning to the Cosmic Switchboard Show is Dr. Meshural Manyfeathers. Uh, Meshural Manyfeathers is a medicine carrier, shamanic healing guide, herbal physician, love catalyst, parapsychologist, metaphysician, truth seeker, and mystic. She is a gifted seer with the ability of pinpointing the root cause of an issue. As a universal bridge, Meshural provides an access point within the unified field between this dimension and higher dimensions, and between all peoples. She specializes in guiding people to open to unconditional love, wholeness, and unity consciousness, where clients are guided to become self-empowered and able to reclaim their soul and true self. The journey begins by first learning to love and accept the self, and then moving towards self-reflection and greater conscious awareness while merging with the soul and source. And we will provide all of Meshwell's website information on our dedicated YouTube channel as well as our website. So without any further ado, Dr. Meshwell Many Feathers, welcome to the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Thank you so much for having me back, James. Uh, it's our pleasure. Uh, a lot's been going on since we spoke the last time, since the last time you came on our show. Uh, what's been going on in your life, and what are the trends and patterns you're seeing? And has there been any kind of you know, new realizations or epiphanies for you in the meantime? As you know, James, I've had res- some reservations about free will, and there are those that say we have none, and I was of the opinion that we had limited free will. But I now have a completely different understanding about it and why I had reservations, thanks in part to Harold Klaus Weller, who I, I'm pretty sure you know uh, know of anyway, um, explaining his understanding of what free will is. So to put it simply, free will is a, is a binary aspect of moving towards pleasure and away from pain and therefore connected to the alien AI reptilian demons essentially is about changing or manipulating reality rather than true manifestation which is their limitation not ours and that that's the really important part of this so before i explain our true power i want to bring awareness to what people often describe as having experiences of incredibly powerful love energies in a particular place as we know when that feeling comes from the Zeta Grays, which is a common one when they activate contactees' own love centre and um, it's a manipulation of the brain neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. The love is from the person themselves, not from the Zeta Gray who has no feelings, emotions at all. They're devoid. So it's sort of something similar that's going on on the planet. So people often describe that feeling of, a powerful love in a church. Um, an interview I was listening to recently, the woman described a clinic in Switzerland that way and then went on to say that it had been where Druids and Celts had lived for thousands of years. Huh. People are mistaking power for love. And, yes, we're feeling the power, but I guarantee that it's a dark, cold power, not true light power. I remember the power that I felt when I was in the Notre Dame Cathedral in Montreal, Canada, and it was a definitely cold, incredible power, but there was definitely no love there. And I wasn't particularly awake and aware of energy at that point, you know, consciously aware. I mean, I was, but not consciously. So I've had that same feeling in other places, you know, in vortexes and and power sites, and it's 
the energy of the place that we're feeling, not a name. You know, you can't put a name on energy per se. It's energy. Um, and yes, it is it is very powerful in certain places, and particularly over churches and and places where there've been a lot of rituals and and um, you know where the ley lines come together. That that is a powerful energy, and I guarantee you that wherever druids were, um, it's there's not going to be any love there because they were dark magicians. So, yes, they were. Um, as far as humans and our potential power, though, we are a trinary system, or we're supposed to be anyway. And as such, our power is the ability to manifest and create reality through the alignment of the three energy centers, which by no coincidence are our three brains. We manifest first by activating the heart, which is the seed of the soul and source connection, which is love, um, through the mind or mental body, where we connect to the unified field, a universal mind, and that's through thought. And then the belly, which is our feelings, which is the union of a thought plus either love or fear. Um, and, and the issue is that people aren't doing that. But still, people are manifesting their reality every day in every moment. But without activating the three centres and focusing in on fear instead of love, then people are actually getting what they don't want instead of what they do want. So that's part of the mind control to prevent people from creating everything that de they desire. Um, and focusing on free will is just a diversion tactic, which is also working really well. Um, and as I said, it's about moving away from pain and, and towards pleasure, which is part of the ego trap. The aliens themselves are separated from source. We, we all know that. And they lost the ability to manifest eons ago. They can only manipulate a reality that is already manifest. They can't create reality and they need us for that reason. Um, and since they're d disconnected from source, their only means of sustaining themselves is through harvesting and feeding on our energy. We already know that as well. And, and of course, they feed on Gaia herself as well as all life here, um, which is all part of the trinary system. And proof of that can be seen around us through the golden mean, fire and the flower of life. If we stop feeding these entities they would cease to exist it certainly change our system that's for sure so subconsciously i've always known that we're a trinary system and that's why i've dedicated my life to reuniting the trinity in humanity certainly in this life consciously anyway but i remember a life before the alien ais and reptilians came and we had no implants and no chakras we just had the three energy centers that i mentioned which brings me to what the Trinity is and is not. And it's not the bastardised religious version of father, son and ghost. And adding holy made the ghost sound important rather yeah. than openly degrading the mother, the divine feminine and the goddess, turning her into a ghostly presence with no form. And that's what everybody thinks of the Trinity and that is not the Trinity. So I see lots of people talking about um, the feminine and the masculine and, and uniting the two of them, but I haven't been able to find anyone even talking about how absolutely vital it is to reunite the real divine trinity, mother, father and child, and the divine inner feminine, masculine and child, and with good reason. These entities do not want humanity to be whole, 
and able to remove demon reptilian presence here and no longer have them feeding on us. And because of the computer microwave technology that's already so entrenched, removing the AI presence I think will be a little more challenging and need more shrewd, cunning um, way of doing that. But it's it's definitely doable. We just have to um, reunite with our true selves through through the Trinity and 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 work together. I think that's the thing that's really missing is people are all doing everything alone instead of actually coming together to to bring a greater unity. So as for blocking the unification of the divine trinity to the point where humanity has forgotten that it even exists, you know, th this is part of the whole tactic that they've used to um, diminish us and disempower us and then, and then taking that to another level by eliminating the family unit which is the physicalization of the divine family um, and an expression of the, the trinary system that all living beings are a part of and replacing it with a binary system, pushing us towards transgenderism, which is the focus on little ones starting in as, as early as kindergarten. You know, that's just abominable and, and that the, the parents are, are freely giving their children up to this and, and, and video games is, is just another level of the sleep that, that everybody's in, which is really disturbing. So um, at the moment, humanity is locked in an illusionary battle between the masculine and the feminine, and, and it is illusionary. So therefore, we're stuck in a false duality. But the goal is to eliminate even the masculine and feminine. And, and as you know, you know, they're they're working heavily towards that. And what we're seeing also, Meshwell, is this grotesque version, grotesque perversion of the divine masculine, the divine feminine, where the whole concept of sex has been thrown out the window as far as gender is concerned. We're not supposed to think in terms of males and females anymore. Everything's fluid. Everything is up for grabs. And this creates more confusion, more time spent in one's headspace trying to decide who or what somebody is. And then it's not even that. It's like, okay, well, I've decided I'm this, that, or the other gender. Then they try to push that mindset onto others. And... So what we we're seeing here is this mass confusion, mass psychosis that's being pushed by the corporate media, by the academia, and it's I never thought I would see this day. I mean, you know, on, on a conscious level, it's just so asinine and so insane what's being pushed in front of us, but I guess that's part and parcel of the nature of this, uh, you know, matrix system. It is, and, and you know, there's another aspect to this that, that we're overlooking, and that is that they're also doing it within our um, food and air and water through the estrogen-like, um, like fluoride has an estrogen-like effect on the body, um, as does chloride and, and many of the heavy metals. And we're being bombarded by these GMOs as well. That They all have a, an estrogen-boosting effect on the body, which which tends to make or, or pushes men towards, or boys, I should say, towards feminism. Well, no, it actually does it to men as well. 
So, um, you know, we're seeing that on a physiological level, not just on, on the emotional twisting of, of um, society and, and, and taking us towards transgenderism. I mean, the idea of, of twisting a five-year five young's child into changing from being a boy to a girl or vice versa is, is just an abomination. <laughs> yes, it is. How, how could parents even think that that's okay? I mean, anyway, it, it, as I said, it, it is what's going on here, but it's it's being pushed on us and that people aren't aware enough to um, resist it and, and see it for what it is. I think that's the most disturbing part of all this. It is. And as far as the, the joining of the two, the divine masculine, feminine, the child, the divine... Uh, golden child, if you will, on the one hand, and then the other triune aspect that you mentioned. What would be some practical steps to, you know, combine and merge? So, you know, you have balance and unitarianism as far as those dynamics are concerned. Well, I have a actual visualization that I do with people, and and um, the four part article series that I did. Um, uh, last year, um, it's on my website. So if people are interested, they can go on there and um, read the, the the three first three parts if they're interested. But part four actually covers um, the visualization that I do of bringing the the three together. And and yes, they have their own purpose and roles. And and, and this is another thing that the roles have. Um, merged and and been eliminated of what the masculine and feminine is supposed to be so we see women doing men's jobs and and then men being really you know upset about it and you know this 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 merging and and denial of what our true purpose is and these these energies are archetypal in nature you know a man is a man but but his role is to be the direction and purpose in his own life and his own feminine is his intuition and the ability to see the bigger picture and is wisdom. So, so every man has that as well, as well as having uh, the divine, I'd call it the divine child, which is the love, which, which sits in the heart. So when those three together, we naturally move in and out of the qualities of each one of those throughout the day. And I mean, we do that to some degree anyway but it's not conscious and and you know we all see men that are quite feminine and and a lot of women who are actually quite masculine and that's because they're so out of balance and and not able to um well they've rejected that other part of themselves for various reasons and often it it relates to trauma so um you know, it's it's not difficult to bring them back into alignment, but but then we also have to listen to them when these aspects of us um, want to contribute to our lives, and I think that's part of the dilemma that people don't do that either. That you know, men are afraid to be a bit feminine because then they'll be called sissies, and you know, it's uh, you know, p adults don't like to be childlike or or silly. You know. There's that other side of it as well. So, so it, it's it's all been forced upon us, and it's about bringing it back into alignment and um, forgetting about what the system says. Ultimately, yes, because it's the system that's responsible for all this anyway, and our acquiescence going along with it. 
what we're seeing also is this kind of knuckling under where we're just made to accept all this aberrant, bizarre behavior, perverse behavior, th frankly threatening behavior as a norm uh, because we, we can't complain about it because that would make us out to be you know, a bigot or a, a homophobe or, or whatever the case may be. So gradually and incrementally, all of these perversions and all of these abominations are being like heaped upon us and we're just accepted, expected to take it on board. And, and I would encourage everyone out there to not take it on board, that it, it, what we're seeing is an absolute abomination and a stand has to be made somewhere. If, if not, I don't mean necessarily picketing on the streets and, and holding placards up and, and you know, making uh, a very public, visible display of one's uh, unhappiness about this, but at least uh, internally, at least mentally, we can, you know, just reject out of hand what's happening because... Uh if we if we knuckle under just finish this point mentally if we just to say okay well they're just going to be the way they are and we're just going to have to you know just deal with it that's that that acquiescence will lead to a very dark place absolutely i agree and and, and i think that's part of the you know i think every one of us has a rebel inside if, if we're willing to allow that part of us out um you know in in as you say it doesn't have to be um in your face ways, but but if we do it in small ways, like one of one of my rebel traits is is that when I'm driving, I drive with a visor down because there are cameras all along the highway, and yes. I didn't give these people permission to to be taking pictures of me, so I I drive with the the visor down. You know, my my sons laugh at me, but you know that that's just my little um, rebel saying, well, screw you, I didn't say you could take my pictures. So you know, we can, we can do it in small ways. It doesn't have to be. Um, big ways but you know it, that that's about um, our purpose in life and life having meaning we're being pushed towards having no hope and we have to find that in ourselves I think that's the the most important message that we have here in this yes uh, and then if we also remember that the, these civilizations in the past and the distant past had reached quite great heights of spiritual evolvement so we we know that it's been done before but because of this collective amnesia and the control of this saturn cult luciferian control system matrix grid all that has gone into the memory hole to be replaced by this abomination so one first has to be able to visualize that well, in the first place, it's already been done. And all a winner needs to know is that another winner or winners did it first. Secondly, when we can tell ourselves and believe that this is an ideal that we can attain. This is an ideal that we can strive for. No matter how humble our circumstances, we can still uh, strive to excel, right? And so I, I believe that's that's a part of it too because too many people have, have given in 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 a variety of ways and a lot of the the giving in if you will has been d done subconsciously they're not even aware that they've knuckled under in, in so many ways so I, I think a starting point is just to realize you know what just because it is the way it is now it doesn't mean it has to stay this way because if we make a concerted effort uh you know we can make life as difficult for the controllers as they're making it you know difficult for us right 
and I think that's also, you know, particularly for those of us that are targeted individuals, the, the more difficult we make it for them by bouncing back, the better, you know, and, and, and that's really, you know, that's, that's one of the powers that we have of, of not becoming hopeless, um, you know, no matter what they do to us. So, you know, it's interesting that the truth has always been hidden in plain sight for, for those that are um, awake and aware enough to see. And, you know, the, the old book, um, 1984, which was then made into a movie, but movies like um, The Godfather, Minority Report, Charlie Brown's Christmas, and then later The Matrix and The 13th Floor, you know, and there's, there's a few others, um, have been blatant clues as to what they've had planned for us. And, you know, I, I noticed um, a year or so ago that Marvel was blatantly showing us what they had planned. Oh, yes. Um, I, I noticed it first in um, uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, and I came out of there thinking, oh, my gosh, that's exactly what they've got planned for us. The end of last season's uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was really blatant. They had the leading characters hooked up to a massive planetary-sized computer simulation where they lived out a reverse reality to what was going on in the real world. Well, you know, duh, we're sort of living that already on, on a lot of levels. But Yes, um, uh, i got to see that. You can watch series free online, but it's um, the last, probably the last half of, of uh, Agents Masters of S.H.I.E.L.D. last year. I, I watched it because I was kind of in awe to see what were they going to do with this because, you know, it was so blatant. Well, here they're helping to manifest it because that's the other point I wanted to make is, is that these movies that we go to watch, remember these entities can't manifest reality. They need us to do that. So every time we go and sit down and watch these movies and, and, and you know, depending on the mindset, I mean, I'm not putting any energy into it when, when I watch something, but if you have masses of, of mind-controlled people that are focusing on the reality that watching in front of them people do go into the reality they are helping to manifest that and that's actually part of how they're creating this yes and also because so much of reality because of the social engineering cultural marxism around us has already taken root because the steady drumbeat and the bullfrogs chorus of, of the media and the and academia pushing all these cultural marxist memes when we see it in the cinema or on tv it merely reinforces what we've already been told, what we've already been indoctrinated with. Let me give you an example. I think I've talked about this before. Uh, I was told that there was a new Star Trek uh, on a series on Netflix. So, oh, you know, yeah. Yes. So, I, I, so I'm switching. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm surfing Netflix. Oh, here it is. Right. I find it, and right off the bat, in the very first episode, you see all these already predominant cultural socialist Marxist themes like the males seem to all be effeminate uh, many, yeah. many of them speak in uh, a falsetto type voices <laughs> and they have uh, within the context of, of the starship they're on they have what seem to be like uh, secretarial roles almost where they don't seem to have any kind of uh, command uh, or decision making role on board the ship the two women that are in control of the ship, the commander and the second-in-command, are both strong-willed women. There's an alien male there that is kind of a ninny. He's constantly vacillating. He's constantly giving bad advice. He looks very ugly and scary. And he's the epitome 
of a waffling, indecisive, uh, confused male. And, he's and I, an alien. I think yeah. the, the main, the main um, character, um, the, the woman, the captain, I think her name's Michael as well. So they've even given her a, a masculine name just yes. to, to rub it in. Yes. And, and so what, what we see is, once again, we see all these males that are weak. They're, they're kind of feminized. Yeah. Kind of, they kind of got the pretty boy look. They, they speak in falsettos. They don't move with masculinity. The, the, it's very studied. It's very deliberate even how they move and how they manipulate the controls. It's very feminine, right? And so we're seeing what's going on around us, what's being pushed as a norm around us. We're seeing it playing out even in the newest TV shows r- right now. And so the kids today are not going to have any frame of reference. So all they've well, known yeah. is that like, in the schools that this is what they push, this is gender studies, you know, transgender flu- fluidity, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's creating the confusion, which is what they want. Yeah, because yeah. when you have these people, if you have a society where there are no more alpha males, where you have no more people that are dissenters, no more people that are nonconformist, even people that are just plain old malcontents, if, if you, they aren't around anymore, right, because mm-hmm. they're deemed to be part of the undesirable mob, then all you have left is this, is this board collective. All you have left is this you know, group of people or at least conscious, muted consciousness plugged into the simulation that you talked about and that pulls them away from spirit and pulls them away from source. Uh, what are the practical things that people can do? You know, I, I know that people talk about earthing and grounding and, and, you know, some people like to grid and work with crystals and, and some people you know, like to have a very vigorous, vigorous lifestyle as far as exercise, swimming and, and bicycling and whatnot. You know, from a practical day-to-day sense, how could one, like, unplug from that which they are presenting to us and then get into, you know, physically first and mentally and then get into this spiritual integration that you were talking about well i think part of the the main thing is is to get out of the the diet the the sad diet you know the standard american or standard australian diet which is which is you know processed food and full of gmos and you know so we are what we eat Uh, we are you know it's a bit more more to it than that but if you're eating dead food well you know (laughs) You're, you're becoming dead on, on, a, on a physiological level. So, so that is one of the, the main things. Everybody, sh- everybody should have a, a water purifier that's at least getting rid of as much of the fluorine as possible which, or fluoride, w- which is very difficult. So it's, it's important to get a, a water purifier that actually has proof that they get rid of at least most of the, the fluoride. And all of the chloride and as many of the heavy metals and chemicals that are that are in there, and, and um, I think grounding is a really important thing. You know, getting out in nature. I mean, it, it's an antidepressant. I mean, you know, I've, I've I've seen that somewhere. You know, this is an antidepressant. Well, it actually is, but it also connects us to our true self when we're out in nature. Um, we're connected to source. Um, so one of the things you can do, like if you don't have trees or anything around you, one of the things that I do, uh, or, or parks, I should say, one of the things I do is when I'm driving along is I, um, breathe in the energy of the trees as I'm driving past. And, and this is a, a wonderful way to actually, um, regenerate yourself, um, from the, the nature that's around us. So we usually have some trees in 
as we're driving along so you can do that. Um, and having some kind of clearing, grounding, connecting to the heart and um, source, meditation ideally, but, but, you know, a lot of people say that it's difficult to meditate, but even if you do deep breathing and, and actually left nostril breathing has been shown to be um, incredibly um, powerful at reducing stress. And it's the stress that actually is really what's killing us. And it's no coincidence that, that, that we're being stressed on, on so many different levels because, you know, that is the, the big thing that's taking us out of our soul connection. And as I'll get into in, in a moment, it, it actually takes us out of proper DNA replication and ensoulment or the soul connection. So, you know, we need to reduce our stress as much as we can and, and this left nostril breathing five minutes or so a day before you go to sleep actually is ideal so you know there are lots of little things that we can do to to help unplug and, and you know take your mobile phone out of your bedroom at night don't have it I, i've heard of people having it under their pillow oh i know that's oh, insane that's, and and everybody should and i am shooting here should have some kind of protection device on their phone to minimize the amount of radiation coming out of it i mean you can't prevent the radiation but you can affect uh, prevent how it affects your body so i think i've got seven um different devices on mine including shunkite and and some other tesla plates um but but we all should be using those you know and keep them away from children i mean the worst thing that the research says that that microwave energy wi-fi is damaging children's brains and it is damaging their DNA. Now, you know, all kids have computers and um, tablets in the classroom now. You know, that is shocking. Yeah, it is. They're, they're already being inundated with this disgusting energy. So, I mean, it's I personally am, am a, an advocate of homeschooling, but, um, you know, a lot of people can't do that. But we can only do so much, you know, but there are ways that we can protect ourselves as much as possible and, and get into daily rituals practice that actually help us to stay grounded and, and not be plugged into the world around us. Like I, I haven't turned the television on in years, you know, so I think staying away from television is, is a really big thing. There's never anything good on there. It's only mind control anyway. Um, and, and even limiting social media to, to a point, like it's an addiction. There's oh, a whole it, re it, it fosters research. OCD behavior. Yeah, yeah there's a research um, now that, um, particularly in younger ones, they look for the likes because the like gives them a dopamine rush, which is yes. the the neurotransmitter that um, is raised on with any addiction, drugs, you know, any chemical. So you know, it, it is a drug, phone. So not going to your phone first thing in the morning or last thing at night. We're also disrupting our sleep by looking at the phone last thing at night because the screens are blue. That takes our melatonin and serotonin out, which we need for sleep. So the, there's a lot of things that we're doing that are disrupting our um, normal sleep and waking processes by having our mobile phones around us. So, so if we can minimise the amount that we use them and you know, unplug and li literally unplug from them as much as we possibly can. Especially now at a time when those that have within their DNA profile morphic resonance field, 
the, the wherewithal, the means to pull in information, guidance, insight, call it what you will, from, from higher spiritual dimensions and, and planes, the, the worst thing one can do is surround themselves with, with unchecked emissions from all these digital devices. I likewise have uh, you know little stickers and I have like orgone generators plugged into my wall. I have big tensor hoops uh, that, that pump out megahertz range frequencies because it is a frequency war. And yeah. so one of the things I, I, I'm mindful of is, you know, there's nothing wrong with going back to the basics. A lot of people keep their phones by their beds because, well, I, I need an alarm. I, have, I need it to wake up. Well, either learn how to wake up without an alarm or go and get an old-fashioned, you know, wind-up <laughs> clock or something. Exactly. You know, you know yeah. one does not have to <laughs> – yeah, one does not have to get a digital device. One can just get like a good old-fashioned wind-up clock or one that takes batteries or something that has a relatively low – uh, you know, a mission uh, attached to it, right? So there's, exactly. th- there's things yeah. that we can do because what will happen is when we create this safe uh, emissions-free environment for ourselves, that will move us further along down the track to this healing and, and reintegration dynamic that you were talking about earlier because, because right now so many of these kids and, and so many of the, these families – the closeness of our neighbors where we don't have like our our ancestors did they would have their own spreads and 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 they would the nearest neighbor in some cases could be a mile or two miles away now everyone's kind of elbow to elbow and so even though in a given household one can have all these orgone devices and whatnot right next door or on both sides you could have neighbors that have smart meters you could have neighbors that have all kinds of digital devices so it's you not only need to protect yourself at home you need to protect yourself in your car you need to protect yourself when you're out and about it's i always talk about the necessity of creating a sanctuary bubble for yourself wherever you go because then you really begin to get grounded and really begin to plug into your true, true self and then then you realize that man Whatever goes on around me, I'm still going to do my own thing. I'm still going to be resonating at the frequency I need to be at. Exactly. And actually, there is a lot of radiation in our cars as well. So, oh, yeah. you know, so we, t- we do need to have devices, you know. The like new ones, the new where, ones especially. Especially, but they all put out um, electrical radiation as well. Something interesting that I want to share about Anki, who, who actually groomed me from, from birth, and Anki, I... I see as Lucifer. But a few months ago, I was, I'd gone into the abyss to uh, retrieve a, a covenant that had been a particularly nasty one that had been imposed upon me. And um, while I was in there getting the, the covenant back, and he, he said to me, oh, it's you again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he knows who I am. Well, he knows I know who he is, I should say. What I saw was cocoons with the souls of every being on the planet inside, which looked a lot like what we see in the Matrix of those. Um, the, the cocoons I saw were actually gold. They look more, look more like the, the movie cocoon, actually. And, you know, I was led to believe that that's the, the Matrix level that we're already living on, that the soul is already entrapped in these cocoons. Now, whether that's true or not is really irrelevant. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Because it's, it's all about freeing ourselves first, and that's really what we're talking about. 
um, you know, how do we free ourselves from the system? Because, you know, on, on many different levels, we are slaves. And I know there's a lot of people who don't want to hear that and fervently deny it, but the money system alone is a, is a slave system. Yeah. So, you know, even if you believe there's no soul trap, we still live in a, in, in a level of slavery that we need to get out of. Now, we're not going to be able to get rid of the money system anytime soon, you know, and, and fossil, fossil fuels is, is another level of, of the slave system. You know, again, it comes back to freeing ourselves within, you know, claiming that sovereignty and, and disconnecting from the matrix on whatever level we possibly can. So, you know, I thought that was an interesting um, vision that I was shown. Last week, I actually had a, a very interesting one that was very specific to me because I've been talking a lot about, a number of people have been talking about how to get out of the soul trap. You know, there are people that, well, I, I really see it as that, you know, when you go to the light, you, you're sucked back into to the, the matrix system and, and yes. just recycled. I, I really see that. I've been actively teaching people how to, when, when the body dies, remember, don't go to the light. You know, whether you go through to the heart of Mother Earth or whether there's holes in the net, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we we haven't been to the other side to, to come back and, and tell anyone, you know, this is how we do it. But um, I remind myself frequently and I had the opportunity last year of, of expressing to a couple of beings before they passed over how to not go to the light and, and to free themselves. I trust they went to source I, I i don't know for sure but um this experience was definitely a, a in your face kind of experience so I, I i have a nice balcony where i get to go outside now and and um i had a feeling like you've i've really had to go out this this one day so i went out sitting kind of meditating and a plane flew over which is in itself a strange occurrence because i've never seen a plane fly over um, in my viewpoint, so that I found quite fascinating. So I was watching this plane, and not 30 seconds passed. The plane was just out of sight, and another identical one flew past, came along exactly the same path. And I had a Matrix moment. Mm. Um, I don't know if you remember in the Matrix. I've seen the movie you know, 20 or 30 times. So in the movie, um, they're going up the stairs to to um, to get out to the Nebuchadnezzar and um, Neo sees a cat walk past and then you see the the shimmering of the matrix and another cat walks past and he said, oh, another cat. And um, Trinity says, well, was it the same cat or, or was it a different cat? And he thinks it was the same one. And Morpheus says, oh, no, they've changed something in the system. Well, that's the message that I got. They've changed something in the system so that they're making it more difficult for us to get out. So... Not that I believe that, you know, it's it's obviously not going to be impossible, but, you know, they've obviously um, taken note of the fact that there's a lot of us that are teaching people don't go to the light, and that's, of course, not what they want. So um, they obviously have changed the system in some way to make it um, more constrained, I suppose, which we have to just wait till we get to the other side and, and just remember don't go to the light and, and go from there. There's a lot of things that are blatantly obvious as far as that are ramping up and amping up this control grid because the skies nowadays are so polluted with chemtrails and they're so fake and it, it's like a sometimes I look up and it's like a like a Van Gogh painting in broad daylight right 
with these freaky yeah, looking clouds, streaky looking things all over the place, and currents going this way and that. You know, it's just bizarre. But no one seems to notice, of course. And, oh, well, they've given them new names now, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they, they give them Latin sounding <laughs> names. <laughs> That's a funny thing. You got to laugh at some of this, folks. Oh look, and, you have to have to laugh at it. <laughs> So it seems that they're they're ramping up the agenda to keep everyone in control. And, and just as a point of interest, because you and I know that ETs are here. You and I have had uh, experiences with ETs and non-human life forms. And now, in, in the last few weeks, they come out with this soft disclosure where they have these faceless, uh, usually American military, ex-military people, uh, talking about UFOs. Oh, look at this video taken by these Navy pilots. And you know, what's your take on that? And where do you see that uh, potentially leading? I don't know if I know where it's leading, but I, I think that um, because so many people are talking about it, um, I think it's Russia and France had disclosure a few years ago. Oh, so yes, yes. It's, it's not like, like how could anybody not know they exist? Like that, that to me is still quite mind-boggling. But I think that there's a, a push to um, to have, like you call it, a, a soft disclosure. Although you know there was a, a Congress presentation a couple of th- 2014, I think it was, where a whole bunch of even um, you know pilots and military, a whole bunch of people came in and talked about their experiences with with aliens and. Um, you know, again, it's, it, the fact that it's 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 so in our face, I don't know how people still deny it, but I think it's a diversion tactic. You know, when, when we get down to it, there, there's, there's clearly something else, uh, some other agenda that's going on here. I mean, there was a um, some, some UFOs supposedly, I don't even like the words, flying saucers that were seen over the Air Force Base in Florida there that, that were... Um, although they're more than likely the, the human ones, not the alien ones anyway. But, you know, the, the people were calling that a, a, a disclosure. So I, I kind of laugh at it because, you know, they're, they're among us all the time. I mean, you know, how many people do we know that are either um, hosts, like they're an empty <laughs> shell, and, oh, yeah. and, and they've actually been taken over, there's no soul in there at <laughs> all, or they're just possessed. So... You know, it's it's blatantly in our face all the time, and I think that there's definitely um, this agenda with the the hybrids. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, but, it, yeah. It, I, I think on one level, I, I said I think it's a distraction to give us false hope that they're oh yes, the American government's going to come out and say yeah they exist. In fact, I read a post um, I don't know, some time ago where when NASA forgot to tell us that aliens exist. It's like yeah. how can you not laugh at that? Yeah, yeah. It it seems to be a feeble effort to try to maintain maintain control of a situation, of of a situation they never had control of in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Because it, there may come a point in time when this, that, or the other ET race may just say, uh, "To heck with it. We're going to do our own disclosure, and we're going to get up close and personal." And there's not a bloody thing anyone can do about it, right? So. Well, that's exactly right, and and I have to wonder why we haven't already had that because you know we know in ancient times, they were very much amongst us. Yes. So. I do know why. I mean, the reptilians are holding them back. The, yes, yes, the, there is that. You know, they're, 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 yeah, so, you know, there's a lot of species that are obviously being withheld, so to speak, um, and can't get in here. But, yeah, I think it's a di- diversion tactic. Interesting that would happen now uh, around this time frame, but you know what? It's like 
there's our I told you so moment. It's like, why do all these sheeple have to wait until these <laughs> faceless uh, military people come along and yeah. say that it's real before they even accept the possibility that it's real? It's They yeah. have to wait once again for a master authority figure to come pat them on the head and say, it's okay, you know, Santa yeah. Claus is real. Well, so. that's right. If if you and I say it, well, it doesn't exist. But if, if somebody in authority, like the president, said it, well, well, it must be right. Yeah, and so yeah. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold their feet to the fire. If I hear <laughs> somebody making some comments that I know that you know before they were skeptical or dismissive of the subject, say, well, wait a minute, pal, right? I mean, before these your your masters told you it was okay to talk about this in polite company. Yeah. You, you laugh at the subject. Now look at you now. And, and that's the whole idea behind the PSYOP. Another level of it is to instill confusion, to, you know, once again say, okay, well, I guess these are the authority figures. So if I want to find out anything more, I'll just have to go to them. And it just it's really just more of the same. And it's just more and more of divesting ourselves of our power and divesting ourselves of, of what you talked about at the outset, free will. Now – as far as you know, in the time we got left in this this first uh, part, free will is one of those subjective terms. It's like truth. It's, well, what's truth? Is it something you can hold in your hand? Is it something tangible? It's truth is the most subjective term. One of the most subjective terms out there because it varies from person to person, even in our field, as as you can notice, right? Now, it's what would be the ideal in your terms of what it would mean to have free will because I, I think that there's another level of that measurable because in some of these higher instantaneous causation type planes and realms free will is tied into instantaneous manif manifestation so but the problem in in our reality is that you know the societal wide fear mongering propaganda brainwashing etc cetera, etc cetera. everyone's indoctrinary system or most people's indoctrinary system is is constantly pumping out uh, different hormones to regulate how they feel but everything is out of whack because of all the stresses they they've been subjected to and because they get out of whack okay well here's the psychiatric tyranny to get them back in balance right so it it's just constant like overflow or conversely drip 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 of needed hormones that are you know totally totally out of whack in our system and yet we're supposed to make free will choices make free will decisions within the context of a control system so when we talk about a reality where we can instantaneously manifest there has got to be a lot of groundwork done before people get to that level of free will well, I'd like to see, as I mentioned right at the beginning, I'd like to see the word free will eliminated altogether because I think it's a trick part of the binary system and really has nothing to do with us as spirit having this human experience. We are manifestors. So we have choice. You know, I'd, I'd like to think that we use the word choice rather than free will. Yes. Um, I think that's a far better word to use. But we are manifestors more than anything else. And as I described um, at the beginning, we need to get those three energy centres, the three brains, and we all know, you know, well, I don't know if everybody knows, but there's certainly a lot of science that's behind um, talking about the, the, the belly brain and the heart brain actually yes. being more, more powerful than, than the head brain. 
So, um, in fact, the, the, the heart brain is 6,000 times higher magnetic field than the head brain. So, you know, and, and, the, and the heart brain generates our aura. So it's been measured um, by instruments to be at least 12 feet out around us. So we know that a strong heart and heart field um, creates our aura and that's what we connect to with other people all the time. So we're actually in the energy field of other people all the time and that, and that is really a big issue because that's where we really do need to cleanse ourselves every day when we get home, have a shower, wash all the energy of other people off. You know, People don't even think about that one. Yeah. Um, but getting those three energy centers, regardless of what you think about the chakras. So, you know, chakras aside, get those three energy centers humming, activated. So body, mind, um, feelings, you know, it's, it's, um, bodies is the heart, which is love. Um, mind is, is your thoughts and the feeling of, which is the union of the, of the thought plus love or fear, but we want love. When, we, when those are in harmony and in, in sync with one another, then we actually manifest our reality. So without that, we don't manifest. So the whole biblical thing of ask and you shall receive is, is, was only a very small portion of what was apparently originally written. And, and in there was written that, um, I don't remember the exact words of it, but, but it was about having um, your thoughts and your feelings being in alignment with with your desire and, and what you want it to manifest. So I think we're much better off getting rid of the word free will because I think there is so much confusion around it and I think that's on purpose. So we have choice and then we are to, to really know at the at the core of our being that we are manifesters. We're manifesting our reality all the time. As I said, every day you are manifesting your reality. You might not like the reality that you're manifesting, but you have the power to change that. And I think that's where having, starting with love, activating love in your heart and, and having your thoughts in alignment with that and, and then the feelings, that helps you, not helps you, but it actually that is what creates the, the reality that you want to want to have. And I think that's the most important thing that we that I would like to get across is that we do have the power to do that and we need to change our terminology. And most people have seen, you know, object lessons in their own lives where they just get on a roll of good fortune. They get on a roll of, of good luck. They get on a roll of meeting the right people at the right time, catching breaks. Uh, some people, like, make a habit out of this. That They just have this ability to always land on their feet, right? And so we see it manifest in other people's lives. Why, why shouldn't it manifest in our own lives if we give ourselves permission to have such good fortune and to have such luck and fortuitousness that's that's a start because you talked about the thought aspect of it too and how everything has to be in alignment with the feelings and and the motivations and whatnot because of this constant onslaught from the media and from academia and from the social engineers most people's thoughts are pretty much on on the polluted even the sewage side of the thought spectrum so th that's another thing that needs to be cleansed, if you will, right? And another reason to avoid, when at all possible, the digital devices, the social media, what have you. I, I mean, for me, Facebook is, at the moment, I wouldn't call it a necessary evil. I, I need it to, 
you know, I, I put podcasts out and commentaries and other things, and I maintain comms with people, but it's not an ideal situation. I, I want to find another social media or another means to, to stay in contact with, with people and not have to do the whole Facebook thing because of the negative energy and the AI and everything associated with it. So I think that the more that we can just detach from that construct, from that type of intrusive AI infrastructure, we'll begin to feel more. We'll begin to feel more embodied. We'll begin to have more good fortune uh, because what happens nowadays in life as well as on the social media is we just take on board all these energies people that aren't very good at or aware of the need to keep their shields up and 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 to keep their energy fields clean i do the same thing you do when i'm out and about in society when i come home the first thing i do is i take a shower you know yeah, because i'm right. i'm just washing that stuff off of me so that's yeah really that's a very good starting point if people can start being conscious of their thoughts you yes. know people are thinking all the time if you actually stopped and listened to what you're thinking and and i'm saying you know this for for the listeners you would probably be quite horrified if you were able to tune in and actually see what you're thinking about because you know there's there's it's it's usually a barrage of of negative self talk and that's the first thing, really, that we need to eliminate. I mean, activating love also, the second thing to activate would be to, to get conscious of what thoughts have you got going through your head. Are you telling yourself, oh, I'm an idiot or I never remember anything or I'm stupid? You know, those are the kind of things that people have running through their head day in, day out. Oh, I, I never do anything right, you know, whatever. Um, so that the conscious awareness of being aware of your thoughts and, if necessary, have an affirmation that you say, I am whole. It doesn't matter, you know, I am love, whatever. You know, start having something that you just do that all day long for 21 days, ideally, to help reduce the amount of negative self-talk that you have going on. I mean, that that alone can change um, the thoughts that you have going through your head. So I have an affirmation. I, I have obsessive thoughts. If, so, if something's going on that's that's caused trauma, um, you know, I often think about it repetitively, like obsessively, and I, I journal. I actually have a journal that I empty my mind of whatever's troubling me and I use affirmations, positive affirmations, obviously, because even I am stupid is an affirmation. Um, yes. But I have positive affirmations that I use, I've been using for over 30 years and I can guarantee that they work. And, I, and you know, there's people that say, oh, no, affirmations don't work. I guarantee they work because they they completely changed my life from, from being a, a, a traumatised child who thought negatively of myself, you know, up until I was in my t late 20s to actually loving myself and loving who I am and, and knowing I, I'm a, a good person and, and very caring and generous. So... You know, that comes with work, though. It actually takes some discipline and dedication and loving ourselves enough to be able to do that. And I think that's part of the problem is that the, the mind control has really gotten people out of even wanting to love themselves and, and take care of themselves. You know, they, they'd rather go and get a Coke than go and get a glass of water and, and flush their body out. So it, it's a dilemma. So, but, but people who call themselves conscious... 
um, and awake. And I hear that a lot. And I, and I have to say that a lot of the people that, that say they're awake, well, they're awake in varying degrees, but they're, they're often not as awake as they think they are because, you know, they're not conscious of their thoughts. And, and that is a really important um, aspect of conscious awareness is that we must be aware of the thoughts that we're using because that is a really big part of the, the manifestation process. Indeed. Well, we've reached the end of the first part of this interview. Uh, Meshuril, can you give our listeners your website? It's meshurilmanyfeathers.net. And this is the Cosmic Switchboard Show. Uh, if you like what we do, if you believe in what we do, please go to thecosmicswitchboard.com, sign up and become a member, and we'll see you at the start of the next segment. <laughs> 